0: your content even if it's not being clicked even if there's no like activity on it it's still able to be accessed for four plus months versus like an instagram post which is 48 hours and a facebook post which is 24 hours so like you're able to add longevity to your content because ultimately it's a search engine
1: Hey, I'm Shauna. I'm a business mentor and leadership coach. After years of working with leaders and professionals, the one thing I can say is I do not have all the answers. And guess what? I'm okay with that. This podcast is dedicated to having the conversations with the people who have been where you are or have the expertise that will help you to streamline, simplify, and take the guesswork out of growing and scaling your business. Each week, we will dive into guest interviews, tips, trends, and strategies that will help you to cut through the fluff. So if you are ready to take your business to the next level, stick around. This is the Skill to Grow podcast. So hello, hello. Welcome to the Scales to Grow podcast. Today we are talking about growing your audience by using Pinterest organically. So Mackenzie, who is our guest on the podcast today, is a former educator turned Pinterest strategist. So one of the good things about this episode is it's so tactical and practical. I just love all the content that she gave from this episode. So Mackenzie really helps coaches to position themselves as an authority using their blogs or podcasts on Pinterest. And one of the things that she does, and she does it really well, is work through with her clients to build a strong organic presence so you're not dependent on ads to reach your audience. So Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I can talk about Pinterest all day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So now you can tell me what you do and a bit about
0: you and even how you got here. For sure. So I originally in a former life went to school for education, for teaching, and then pre-covid i had my little first little one and was like never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom was like you know i'm going back to work but i chose not to and thankfully i missed the whole covid thing cuz that would have not been fun as a teacher um more power to you if you could handle it cuz i could not have with a small child at home so that in turn led me to teaching online which led me to becoming a Virtual assistant, and I really found out that I did not care for being on Facebook and Instagram. They just weren't my place to be. I didn't, I didn't care for it. So I really niched down into just being Pinterest and going full throttle with learning all things Pinterest strategy, management, everything like that. Nice. So I know
1: you went from you said you went from being a teacher and now specializing in Pinterest. So when did you, okay, so you did say you decided to leave right after your little one. So how did the transition happen? So, okay, so you you tested IG, tested Facebook, and just decided not going to go with it.
0: But why? Because, so at that time, I was working as a virtual assistant, and I didn't care for the aspect of talking as someone else. Like, I didn't feel like I was being authentic to me, because as being hired by someone as um, my client, I would have to speak in what they were wanting, which is Ooh. totally fine and totally awesome. But it was just harder for me to get in that mindset. Whereas with Pinterest, it's very cut and dry. Like I'm not giving a, I'm not giving opinions and things like that. I'm basically taking their content that they've created and just giving quick it's for this type of person, if you're wanting to read this information or listen to this information, here's a call to action, and some keywords and things like that. So I was really able to be more, I guess, more like, it's more educational, I felt. And being as an education background, that was really easy for me to kind of jump into that role.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could. Okay, so I could see that because I was wondering, because most people always say, it's, it's either I hate Facebook and then they'll go with that. But then it's like, IG is usually the go-to place after, but then you, you're like, no, scrap both of them, like X them out. Don't like them. Mm-hmm. So Pinterest was your thing. And I could see that, you know, just from the, the standpoint of the content and creating like the boards and like the, the visuals of it. So who ideally can
0: use Pinterest for their business? So ultimately, anybody that has any type of creative content going out can be on Pinterest. So if you have a blog post, a podcast, basically anything with a URL can go to Pinterest. And especially like if you're doing like video content on YouTube. I highly suggest that taking that YouTube video and continue to grow your YouTube presence, but embed your YouTube video on your actual website as a blog post or on a blog post page, and then draw people in that way as well. Cause it gives you a whole nother Avenue to bring people into your ecosystem to where then you can start to nurture that audience and really get them on your email list get in their mail and really kind of start to, to get them to understand what you're all about, which helps you add that like, know, and trust factor and really warm your audience up before you start to sell a program or a product or anything like that to your audience. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause I I
1: like that. I like that idea because, uh, you're almost, you're double exposing, but you're getting the traffic from different angles and you're probably getting like, Different types of people based on kind of their style, like their preferred. Uh, I want to say learning style, but it's not necessarily that because it would kind of be similar, but at least you're getting traffic from different angles based on what people like to live, where people like to live.
0: For sure. And, ex- and especially if you're bringing somebody from YouTube to your website, then, you know, it's not. The overwhelm of like YouTube throwing everybody else's content at you. It's you're basically they're on your platform, they're in your ecosystem. So you're able to show them all of your content that you have, which kind of keeps them hyper focused. And even with like your podcast and your blog, you're they're hyper focused on you and your content because they're on your website. So you're really able to get your aesthetic across, you're really able to get your personality and things like that.
1: Okay, interesting. Okay, so and I have to say, like even for me, like I started out Pinterest and I'm not I'm not super creative. I like to work with creatives because I like I just like the magic that happens at the end and the process. Sometimes it's a little it's it's interesting to just kind of be through the, the, the web of like the decision process. So I like that. So yeah, so you can see I'm already like a lefty. But in terms of Pinterest or myself, I'm very visual. So Pinterest works for me in a sense that their recipes, videos, that sort of stuff was always my go to. Like if I ever want to do like a shoot, I would always go through Pinterest just to kind of get ideas because I'm just visual. Like that's mm. just how I am in general. So what are your thoughts on ads? Because uh, <laughs> a lot of people, their first thing is, let me do some ads and that would be my way of getting people into
0: my business for traffic? like What are your thoughts on it so far? So with Pinterest, and I mean, like I said, I am not Facebook and Instagram, so this may be different, but I personally recommend that if you don't have an organic strategy on Pinterest, then there's no point in you doing ads because Pinterest is constantly learning from your organic strategy and your organic audience to see who to show your ad to. So if you don't have that established, then they don't know who to show your ad to. And they're just showing it to random people who they think that might benefit from it. Not that they don't know anything about you by your, your account, but ultimately I think you're going to get a a better bang for your buck if you have that established organic strategy and that growth because they're going to know who to show your your content to. And as of right now, you know everything can change, but mm-hmm. Pinterest ads are exponentially lower priced than Facebook and you have a very a high a way higher reach than you do on Facebook and Instagram. So like you're going to get more bang for your buck for the amount of money that you're putting in, but you also want it to be strategic. You want it to, you want Pinterest to know who to show your content to. So I highly recommend that you have that organic strategy and that growth.
1: Okay. And, and that's a really, really good point. Cause I've, cause I, I've always been big on strategy, no matter what platform, cause you kind of, you can't just, just drop yourself on a platform without actually having an idea of what you want to achieve from it. Right. And how you're going to approach it. So So I like the fact that you're saying that you're saying before you go out and waste money on ads, give the algorithm some time to get to know you and then you can identify what kind of ads you want to put out there so that people
0: can that you can reach the right audience when it's time for paid ads. Mm, For sure. And like and then another great thing about Pinterest is that, you know, every time there's an iOS update that Facebook like everybody's in a in a tizzy. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, like the algorithm has changed and things like that. Whereas Pinterest, it doesn't necessarily happen like that. Like, yes, Pinterest may a few times a year be a little funky with your, with your data and your analytics, but because they're doing some major changes, but you're not going to lose your audience like you do sometimes in Facebook and you're less likely to be put in like how they say, like you're in Facebook jail where you're like, you, you can't do anything for so many days. Like Pinterest doesn't do that, which is great. And especially with the fact that like Facebook and Instagram, they don't want you to put your link They don't want you to link outside of those platforms. Whereas Pinterest's main goal is to get you to where they want you, where you want to be, so you can become inspired. So that way they're all about you leaving Pinterest and going to another another URL, another another website and things like that, which is fantastic because ultimately business owners are on there to get you to their content and get you to their website, whereas Facebook and Instagram don't necessarily like that idea but that is so true and oh my
1: god lots of good points yeah so when I talk to people and I say you know what you have to spread a bit out in terms of how you're reaching people and I was always bigger on organic only because when you have organic it's less it's less work for you to do in the long run because you would be able to nurture people who want to be there as opposed to people who are just funneled in because they clicked on something that may be a one timer and not, and they're not really, I find they don't stay as long. So for me, that's always one of the things you have to keep spending keep going in order to get them and and ensure more volume. Right. But it's always quality over quantity in my mind for a lot of these things. So I'm glad you bring that up because uh, the purpose of, Pinterest in a strat in a strategy format would be what are you trying to promote? What are you trying to drive traffic to? And Pinterest would is a perfect vehicle for that. Even if Pinterest wasn't part of your original strategy, it will still kind of reach the people who are just browsing. Because I, even though I'm heavier on like an IG, I I'm still on Pinterest. So it depends on how you reach me. I'm still on Pinterest. I'm still a, a target audience, but where i live it's probably mostly on ig versus and people who are on linkedin same thing cuz a lot of us go for recipes and stuff
0: so i like for that sure. and like i love that like pinterest with with utilizing pinterest you're able to capture that email address and then and then ultimately that like you own that audience like you own that that you own the ability to go and talk to those people through your email which is your platform essentially you know what I mean like that's solely your platform to where with like if you're not able to log into Facebook and Instagram then you have no way to reach your audience but if you have that email list and you are building that then you're able to really continue to talk to your audience even if you don't have that platform available at the time yeah no um,
1: and I always think from a Pinterest perspective it's always like people are a little bit closer to the the
0: conversion
1: stage at that point with Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. yep.
0: Because um, so I guess Pinterest this past spring, they had a summit. So their new statistics are that like 80% of people that go to Pinterest are ready to buy. And 97% of the people on Pinterest are unbranded, meaning that you're not going up against those top companies that might outshadow you. You're going up against the keywords that they use. So everybody has an even playing field when trying to reach their ideal audience.
1: Oh, interesting. I did not know that. So I guess the next question for me then is once a pin goes up, right, should you leave it for the algorithm to do its thing? Or do you need to keep it active
0: to get more reach? So once you pin it, I would just leave it like it's there's no point in going back and trying to like change it unless like something funky happened where Like, you like if you want to change something within the description, but ultimately you want to leave it there so it can get become seasoned because with Pinterest, Pinterest is a slower growing platform, but it adds longevity to your content. So like your content, even if it's not being clicked, even if there's no like activity on it, it's still able to be accessed for four plus months versus like an Instagram post, which is 48 hours and a Facebook post, which is 24 hours. So like you're able to add longevity longevity to your content because ultimately it's a search engine you're not having to compete with the always changing feed in your like your news feed you know what I mean so people are physically searching for specific words and if you know your ideal audience and you know that the you know the verbiage that they're using then you're really able to really get to them because you're using their language in your your descriptions and your your titles
1: yeah no that 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 makes sense and All right, so we know that you got to put the pin up, you got to let it work for a couple of months, let it get seasoned. You know that the conversion is higher there because people are at the later stage in the buying cycle. So what steps do people need to do to get their account ready if
0: they're going to use Pinterest as a strategy? For sure. So first thing first, first things first is to make sure that you have your account set up as a business account because then that's going to give you all those analytics, that juicy information that you're wanting. And then the second biggest thing is, is you really want to make sure that you claim your, your website. Because Pinterest needs to vet that you actually own that website, so you need to go ahead and on, the ba- on the back end of your website and add the, the Pinterest tag and things like that. So that way they're talking to each other, so that way you can ultimately see the demographic that is looking at your content and the demographic that's actually leaving Pinterest and going to your website. And then if you have Google Analytics installed and you're using that and utilizing that platform, then you can really get nitty gritty into the content or into who is looking at your content because you're able to see like, if you're actually meeting the audience that you're targeting. Because a lot of times when I work with people, they're like, I'm ta- targeting this age group, but really they're not. Like, They're not speaking to them. They're speaking to another age group, which is great. Continue doing that, but then we need to also tweak what keywords are being used and things like that in your content to really meet who your ideal age range or person that you're looking for to talk to. So like, and also with the analytics, you're really able to see what content's doing well and what's not. Because ultimately, if you're getting people to leave Pinterest to your website, to your platform, then you're really able to see, okay, well, that content's seems to be really juicy for my audience, let me either dive deeper into it or maybe focus a little bit more on that topic. So that way I'm really bringing people into my ecosystem. So then I can nurture them and show them other information that they might not think was beneficial, but actually is to their business or to whatever niche you are in. Mm.
1: Okay. it's very interesting. So in this case, is Brandon matter? Like, uh, Would it matter for like it you know how everybody like goes for the branded look on social media? Does that matter if your keywords are good?
0: So I personally think so, yes, because a it's gonna make it to where somebody can't steal your pin and repurpose it into their content. B it's gonna be like so ultimately when i'm creating pins for people i i like the fact that like if you're scrolling through and somebody has that same branding consistently through all of their pins then that might help somebody stop on your pin as well because you're like oh, I know this person and I know that they have good content. So let me click here. You know, so I think that branding is important. Now, if you choose to change your branding in the future and things like that, that's totally cool. Don't go back and change everything in the past. Like don't don't recreate the wheel. It's not worth that. But just know that it's not going to mess up your algorithm. It's not going to mess up your content going out. But ultimately, I think that branding your pins are going to be beneficial for you in the long run.
1: Mm, nice. So I know that people run into various challenges, because obviously, it's a new platform. It's also very different um, in some senses. And it's also one of those I feel like there it's like the underrated social media that's out there. Okay, so what, what what is the challenge that you've come across with people that you've worked with that you get with people who are trying to use Pinterest to actually grow
0: their business? Sure. So ultimately, I think the biggest thing is I think people overthink Pinterest. Like Pinterest is not you coming up with a whole big post to go with your your blog post or your podcast. Ultimately, you're, you have 500 characters and that's it. So you're coming up with three to four sentences about who this pin is for or who this content is for. A little snippet of information to draw them in so you can use some of your keywords and a call to action. Click over to this blog post to read the full article or click over to my website to see this product. Like it doesn't need to be super difficult because you've already created the content. And that's the one thing that I love about Pinterest is like you're not recreate, you're not creating more content for your content. You're just utilizing the content that you have and you're pulling out small details or small interesting facts that are going to grab the attention because ultimately the description is not necessarily being read all the time by the person. It's ultimately for the the algorithm, for the, the the tech to know who and where to place your pin in front of who. So making sure that you're hitting those keywords, but you still want it to be like readable. Like you don't want it to be like Cut like choppy. You want it to be like full sentences and things like that. But ultimately people overthink it. And also, I think the fact that sometimes people are not consistent. So Pinterest is not comparing you to your neighbor. It's not comparing you to other people in your niche. It's comparing you to yourself. So if you are wishy-washy with your content going out, or if you're like, I'm gonna go like extreme with Pinterest and I'm gonna post every day and then not post for two weeks, then your Pinterest is not going to know who to show your content to because they don't know. Cause they don't know what you're doing. They're like, Oh no, we have to like relearn what, what your methods are, what your, your consistency is. So just making sure that you're not overthinking it, it doesn't have to be super hard and that you're consistent. And also I know everybody loves them, but script fonts are not the best for Pinterest. Like you have to be able to read the pin as you're scrolling. So script fonts are not your friend when it comes to, Creating pin graphics. <laughs> I feel like I'm being seen right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I'm one of those. Oh my God. Juice. And you know, the funny thing is, you know better because you know what you stop on when you're scrolling, right? Because it's like the clean, simple one that's just punchy, like in your face. Like, I don't know, for me anyways, that's in, in the
0: face and just say, and I'm like, oh, interesting. And then you click. Yes. And like, you know, you're like, you're fighting the feed, you know what I mean? You're fighting the the scroll. So like you have to have that keyword or those few keywords bold in your pen so people know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's, that's good insight. So I get a mixed bag of people that are already, they're not looking to do the DIYing of the Pinterest they are not trying to do the whole process themselves but they're looking to have someone who can do it for them. So what are some of the things that they should be looking for when someone is going to be managing their account?
0: For sure. Um, so you wanna make sure that the, so ultimately you wanna see a two to 5% increase in your analytics each month. And that's, I personally look at saves and outbound clicks because I think they're the most beneficial. Like. So, impressions are a vanity metrics, meaning that you're, it's telling you that your keywords are working, that your content is coming up on people's scroll. But ultimately, you want to see who's actually saving your pin or saving your content and who's actually going from Pinterest to your content, which is that, that outbound click. So, you want to see two to 5%. When looking to work with someone, you want to make sure that, A, that they do that work in the front end uh, or in the beginning of your, your time spent together that they're optimizing your account they're going through and making sure that your account is relevant to your niche and like you know you can have things on your Pinterest account that is not necessarily on your niche you just hide it so that way you can see it on the back end but they can't see it if they're your audience and then making sure that they are coming up with a good strategy for your your account like you want to make sure that you're you're hitting all the keywords that they are doing their research for your audience and also having you do research for your audience um, because ultimately you know your audience best. So, and you want to make sure that you're speaking to what your audience is saying and not necessarily what you think they're saying. And then just really kind of having that set plan of like, you know, you're putting out content consistently, they're utilizing the platform. They're going to utilize idea pins. They're going to utilize static pins, they're going to utilize video pins and things like that. And really kind of knowing what and how Pinterest is changing. So
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I know that you've been working with various people on Pinterest. So what are some of the success stories that you've had so far? Like, what are some of the things that
0: has come up during your journey doing it? For sure. So, like, my biggest success story would be that I started working with a teacher who sells digital products and also has a blog. And she's consistent. Like that's the one. That's the biggest thing that I see. Like Pinterest is going to work for you if you're being consistent. So she's super consistent with her content going out. It's relevant to her audience. So we started working together in October, and by December, her blog views had went from twelve thousand to forty two thousand. So she had like exponential growth because we were really able to utilize Pinterest. And then one in five people were coming from Pinterest to her blog, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good. So literally she more than tripled her, her views. That's really good. Oh, yeah. look at you. And you found
0: someone who's also like in education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, and that's the best thing about Pinterest is like everybody is, is welcome there. It's not just like, I know everybody thinks it's for recipes and DIY projects and, you know, nursery and, and, Home decor, which I totally use all of those. I I utilize Pinterest for all of those things. Don't get me wrong. But especially post COVID, like there are so many more business owners and business mentors and marketing strategists and everything like that on Pinterest because everybody's like, I want to make sure that I'm stable. Like, because who knows what's going to happen in the future? Because whoever thought we'd be living through like a crazy pandemic, you know what I mean? That people are like, I want to know how to best, or I want to, I want to live the way I want to live. Like I want to fulfill my dreams of a, being an entrepreneur or going into business and things like that. So you're really able to utilize any niche on Pinterest. And like I said, if you have content going out, put it on Pinterest because your audience is probably there because 400 million people visit Pinterest monthly. So worldwide. So you have the chance to reach them.
1: Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. So what are, okay, so what are three tips that you can share with the audience? Like if they're ready to grow their business or even just kind of tweak and tweak what they currently have and scale as part of their,
0: their growth phase. So make sure that you have that business account set up. Make sure your account is claimed. Your website is claimed and just consistency, you know, just making sure that you're putting out that content consistently and whatever your consistency is, is, is fine. You know, if you're putting out one piece of content a month, that's great. Then create your strategy around that. Then put out 15 pins or 20 pins for that new blog post that month, but then also seed in other evergreen content that you have. Because yes, even though it's old content doesn't mean it does not deserve a pin. And then you can't breathe life back into that pin. So just create some new graphics and send them out and just kind of weave them in through your month. So just you have your account set up and your keywords and you are consistent. Okay. Yeah. So, so those are three top things.
1: So if you're listening and you're looking to start the process or you're already in the process, make sure you check in to make sure that you have the right setup. You also have the right keywords that are going to draw your audience in. And you're also looking at every single piece of content because none of them should be left behind.
0: (laughs) Now, don't stress yourself out if you have like a whole bank of content in the past, you know, but, you know, don't also discredit it as either. Like you can, if you're like, oh no, I don't have a piece of content for this week, throw in something that's older and create new pins for it and get it out there. And also with the keywords, keywords should be everywhere on your account. Your pin titles, your board descriptions, your board titles, your profile, everywhere you can type, you should have keywords there.
1: Nice. And I didn't even touch on just like the content piece cuz a, a lot of a lot of why people don't do more platforms is because it's overwhelming. It's like you have to create more content. But from your perspective, like, what is your take on the content that you're suggesting that people don't leave out of the picture? Like, how would they, I don't know, like, uh, maybe prep, batch, prepare, design, like, anything, any direction you want to go with that. But how would
0: they deal with the content overwhelm piece? For sure. So like, say you have a blog post and then one comes out a week. Mm-hmm. so you're creating for a month then ideally I would create seven to ten pins per blog post so you're just creating seven to ten graphics for that one blog post and reusing the same description over and over again so like it's just creating that visual piece and if you have branded pins then make them templates and plug and play to make it simple for yourself so that way the ideal about Pinterest is you don't want to be spending a So much time on that platform, it's not needed. So, like you can really, and you can schedule your content out two weeks in advance. So you're able to really create that content and batch it to where, like, I might spend two hours creating thirty pins for the month, and then just spending a half an hour each week putting that content out, or half an hour, or an hour every other week, depending on how your content is set up. That it's not needed to. You don't have to be on the platform constantly, like with Facebook and Instagram, where you're having to engage every day for 30 minutes. Like it's not like that. It's you're putting your content out there and you're moving on. I mean, yes, in the beginning it might be a little more time consuming because you're kind of getting your your feeding. You're you're trying to get your your rhythm. But once you have your rhythm, then it shouldn't be taking you a whole a whole lot of time or your virtual assistant or your Pinterest strategist. you know what I mean? Like, however you're, whatever route you're going for, if you are DIYing it or you're hiring out for it. So like, it's just a matter of, you know, making sure that you have your, your content planned, which I think that is sometimes the hardest for people to do is just to have your content planned out because ultimately you're not creating this long post to go with it. You're creating three sentences. And ideally you've already talked about it in your blog or your podcast. So it should be pretty easy for you to just put it in a sentence ideally. So.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So if someone's interested in working with you, like how do you take them from start to finish in terms of like the Pinterest process?
0: Sure. So I have two different types of ways that people can work with me. I have monthly management. To where I basically do everything for them, they just have to give me their content, their URL that they're wanting to be posted, and then I'll create the graphics and the pin titles and everything for them and it's scheduled for them. And then with, I also have a VIP day to where I go in over a two day period and I complete an entire strategy And create a strategy deck for them and then completely optimize their account and basically give them all the information and details that they would need to do to continue to grow their account moving forward, which is ideal for like if you already have a VA that you're working with, then they can ultimately like you're not going to need after the after the VIP day, you're not going to need a strategist to continuously maintain your account because it's already been done in the front end so they're able to continue that strategy and you really want to give your account three to six months to really acclimate to really see that growth so after three months you should start tracking your growth to see you know hey maybe something's not working or hey this is really working let's just continue with what we're doing so ultimately those are the two different ways of like with management, I would go in and basically do everything in the front end and keep everything up to date and strategized throughout this, the six-month contract versus the VIP day where I do everything in the front end and then give the client or the VA the tools to continue that process. And then it, with the VIP day, it should ideally only take them four to five hours a month on Pinterest. Mm,
1: nice. Yes. Oh, okay. So I really like that. The four to five hours on Pinterest, that's definitely better than being on IG every single day doing all these uh, nonsensical stuff sometimes. (sighs) Okay. Well, (laughs) that's actually pretty amazing that you do that because then you're tackling the DIYers and you're also looking at the people that are looking for management, like to just chuck it over the fence and say, do your magic, make that account wonderful (laughs) and take it from there. So
0: I love that. So where can people find you? For sure. So you, ideally I hang out on LinkedIn, um, even though this summer has been, I'm not going to lie, a little slow for me on, on, you know, social media, but I feel like that was everybody. But you can find me at Armstrong Virtual Solutions on LinkedIn, as well as the same thing, Armstrong Virtual Solutions on Facebook. And then I believe for Instagram, it's Mackenzie, dot Armstrong underscore abs um, is my handle. So you can find me there. And I'm always on all of those platforms, even though they're not my favorite, but that's okay. Or you can email me at, or you can find me at um, armstrongvirtualsolutions.com.
1: Awesome. So this is really great. There was a lot of good stuff, especially those three tips, like for anybody who's starting out or who is just looking at optimizing their existing mm-hmm. Pinterest Make sure you're paying attention to the setup. If you don't know, Mackenzie does offer the VIP. She can do some of those back end and front end setups for you. And also look at all your keywords. Make sure that you're attracting the right people because the only way you're going to know if it's working is if you're looking to check to see is it actually working and bringing the people you want, right? Or doing the thing that you want and being consistent on the platform. So that's a, that's a huge thing, lots of time commitment, but based on what she just shared, if you do it the right way and you kind of have the right strategy in the, in the front end, you'll be able to kind of set things up on a little bit more of a streamlined process. So it's not taking you that much time to do it. So I love that. So, and with that, if you guys want to reach out to her, all of the information is going to be in the show notes. So please, if you are looking for help, just kind of utilizing the p- platform or just help with your day-to-day management, reach out to her. She has a ton of information, ton of good content that you can you can use, you can leverage to grow your business. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for listening to the Scale to Grow podcast. To work with us or access free resources, head over to www.concave-services.com, And don't forget to leave us a
0: review. See you on the next episode.